Welcome to 1C. Would you please rise for our first song? Christmas. Let us go to God in prayer. So if you would, please bow your heads. Great and gracious Heavenly Father, we are so grateful for you tonight for this wondrous season, this birth of Jesus, the Messiah who has come to cleanse us of all of our sins. Lord, tonight, as a family, a church family, friends and guests, we ask that you bless this time together, our fellowship together, the message we're about to receive, the music we're going to sing. And Lord, I ask that you bless the people who come here looking for a church home. If you're a guest, Lord, this service is something that we want to speak to them. And Lord, we know you can do that for us. It's all these things we pray in Jesus' name and all God's people said.
may be seated. One of the privileges that we have when we come together on a Christmas Eve is we could say two words that mean the world to us. It's two words that some people just say and they don't think about it. It's two words that is different than, quote, happy holidays. It's two words that really define some really good news. Does anybody know what those two words are? Okay, so let's do a good old response. I'm going to say Merry Christmas, then you say Merry Christmas like you really mean it, like you understand the significance of this day that happened 2,000 years ago. Merry Christmas. Beautiful. And we're going to say it a couple more times throughout the service. Uh, I want it to sink in. I want it to... It get us thinking about what this day really is all about. And so I'd like to take you on a journey and, and talk about what I call, why do we need a Merry Christmas? And it starts out, well, it starts out really good. God created the heavens and the earth, and he, he made it and formed it and fashioned it. He made Adam and Eve. It was really beautiful and wonderful. He put them in the garden, and then he said, don't eat from the tree in the middle of the garden. Well, as we follow the story in Genesis... Adam and Eve ate from the tree in the middle of the garden. And ever since that moment, humanity was waiting and needing a Merry Christmas. And so they waited and waited and waited, and there were promises and prophecies, and they were waiting. And during that time, humanity struggled, right, with sin. In fact, even today, we can look at that and say, the sin that Adam and Eve struggled with is the sin that we struggle with. It brings darkness, and it, it's really painful. But God, at the right time, at the right place, he put Jesus on this earth in a very strange way. You know, I would tell you that if I were planning salvation, I would do it much different. But yet he 
looking at all the promises and all the prophecies, knew that a baby needed to be born in Bethlehem, who was then going to live a perfect life, make his way then into Jerusalem, go up onto Mount Calvary, and then die on a cross. All the way thinking, people like you and me need a Merry Christmas. So his death and then his resurrection is what gives us really the reason to rejoice and the reason to be able to say, Merry Christmas. That's the story why we're here today. The world might celebrate a whole bunch of other things. We're going to celebrate the gift of Christ and the meaning that it has for us today and tomorrow for eternity. Amen. All right. Let me see what's going to go on here. I think this is the time when we're going to have the kids come on up over here. And I'm going to meet you down there. And if you're wondering if you want to come up, I do have candy. If that's a motivator for you, if you are... A 44-year-old kid, you can come on up too. Okay, kids, come on up. Right over here. All right, I want you to take a look at the picture. Let's have that picture up there if we could. Any of you have a nativity set or a scene at your house? Some of you do? All right. And there are certain characters that are often at in a nativity scene. And you can look up there. Um, you look to the left, and, you know, I think I see a shepherd there. You see some wise men coming there. You see Mary and Joseph there. You see the baby Jesus. And then you see some animals there. Pretty cool, right? You have all those things, and that kind of makes the nativity scene. Hello? Well, I think uh, you're missing a couple people. I think that you're, you're leaving something out. Do you think I covered everything? We covered shepherds, wise men, Joseph, Mary. Here. What else? What? Okay, Jesus. Okay, we have Jesus. He's pretty important. He's important. Yeah, what else? A Christmas, a Christmas tree. That could be true. That's important. At the last service, somebody noticed that w w there wasn't a donkey, so we'll, we'll talk about that in a moment. What, do you, what else are we missing? A stable. A okay, that's... stable. What would, you know, maybe... Ha yeah, what do you think? A star. Okay, that could be it. A what do you star. think? All right. No, not that yet. What, what would have wings? Eight angels. Ah, hey. Angels. Right. It's amazing how they looked up at these two and didn't come to the conclusion of angel. How did you miss that? How did you miss that? You look. Yeah, well, I, you know, well I'm glad you're here to remind us of the importance of the angels in the story. Me too. And in fact, why don't you tell me what did the angels do that is an important part of the story? Ah, they announced the coming of the king. Ah, now who did they announce it to? Shepherds. Oh, to the shepherds. Remember yes. out in the fields? Yeah. They were out there watching their, their flock at night, and angels came. Don't have that in your, your mind when you think about angels. Yeah. But angels were there, and they said, glory to God in the highest. And there was this good news that they were being given about the birth of Jesus. And do you know what the shepherds did after they heard the angels? Do you know the story? Yeah? Yeah, they went to see Jesus. Because this was something pretty important. They've been waiting for a Messiah and a Savior. So they go down and they, they leave their fields and they go and all of a sudden they see Jesus, the baby. And they were happy. But now here, I'm going to ask the question of the angels again. We're ready. So... The word angel actually has a little bit connection with the word messengers. So you are messengers and of so, the good news. And so we are. Who else is to be messengers of this good news of Jesus? Okay, hang on, hang on. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. go. Yeah. Everybody. E everybody? Yep. 
Them. Them. Yeah, them, them too. Them. Them. Yep. Me. Yep. You. Yep. yep. Wow. We get to be messengers. We get to tell the story of Jesus and his love. And we get to tell people. Maybe we won't run into shepherds. Maybe we will. Maybe you might be classmates, family members, neighbors who, get, who really need to know the story of Jesus' love. So, thank you for coming and yeah. enlightening us. We're glad we you remembered us. Yeah, yeah. We got, yeah, we got stuff to do. So. Okay, you, you go yeah. do your thing. Yeah, we'll see you. All right, I'm going to give you some candy. And also, what's going to happen at this time, we have ushers. And uh, we're going to uh, gather the tithe and offerings. And this is a time for the members here at 1C to support the ongoing mission and ministry. If you're a guest here, you know, we're glad you're a guest. We're, we're not expecting you to give. But as the Lord leads you and guides you, may we uh, respond with our thanksgiving for all that he's done for us. Uh, we continue now in the worship.
Christmas tree, old Christmas tree. It's a hill and hill, it's a hill, oh Christmas tree, oh Christmas tree. Like to throw some hell out into the world. Mm. Hey, hey, Harold, Harold, mm -hmm. what are you doing? What? Nothing. You weren't throwing hail again, were you? No. No, I don't do that. I don't throw hail. The call is for snow. Pretty snow. That's it. Yeah. You want some of this? Yeah, I guess. Give me, give me travel. Yeah. You know, I wasn't aiming at anybody. So it's not, not, nobody got hurt. How about these gloves? Yeah. Every year, the, the glove department gives me different gloves. You keep getting smaller, just like the clothes in my closet. Wow. So, you got travel there, right? Yeah, there you go. Okay, thanks. Okay. That's better. Hmm. I mean, you know that, don't you? You know I wasn't aiming at anybody, right? Yeah. I, I wouldn't hurt anybody. Harold, you are an angel. You should try acting like one. I know. But you know, it's like one, maybe three, maybe seven pieces of hail. I mean, it's not going to hurt anybody, okay? There's nobody's going to notice. Hey, he's going down there. Hmm? Who? Where? Where? No, no, he's not. <laughs> Let's see. Uh what? He is going down there. That is unbelievable. We're going. No, we're not going. No, sorry. I haven't heard anything. I got no assignment. Trust me, okay? Trust me, okay? Trust Alvin. That thing you did just recently. That. All right, all right. I won't bring it up. But trust me, okay? Well, all right, never mind. <sighs> I mean, you know, even if we do get an assignment, you know what it's going to be like, right? What? Well, we're going to be stuck in the back just for, you know, angel ambiance. That's all we ever get. No, we won't. Yeah, 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 we will. Face it. We never get to do any fun stuff. I mean, never. You know, I'm known as Harold Angel Second Class or Harold Snow Stomper. Who all he ever does is make snow, and I mean forever. You know, you're getting a little surly as time goes on. You know, it's just, he's got that weird people thing, you know? Hmm. You know, he's a little odd about that, don't you know? Yeah. I mean, myself, personally, I like the animals. Yeah. I've always liked the animals. The people? Oh. They're a mess. I know. They're a mess, you know, and they're a mess all the time. That's the thing. <sighs> you know that flood thing we did a while back? Remember that? Yeah. We should have done that for 80 days. 80 days. That would have reset the clock just fine. Yep. Oh, hold on. What? Preparations will be relatively minimal. Where's that say that? Where? Right there. Whoa. Minimal. What do you think that means? Well, some assignments to be carried out by the 22nd Airborne and the 5th Vocal Regiment. So, just that. No one else. So that's, that's kind of blows your theory about us needing to go down there, right? There's got to be more of us going, right? Mm, you'd think so, yeah. Security for one. Security, yeah, we'd need that. Yeah. <sighs> nah, forget it. I don't want to go anyway. You're not going to go anyway? No. I'm not going if you're not going. No. All right. Well, you know what? I don't blame you. Besides, who wants to hang out with a, with a bunch of ground-bound earthlings? Earth? Mm-hmm. Earthlings. Here, look. See? E-A-R-thing. E earthlings. Yeah. Well... You know, he's going to send every single one of them into cardiac arrest. I hope so. <laughs> when they get a load of his holiness, they're going to keel over by the millions. Oh, yes. We should get seats. Yeah. Let's get seats. I'll call Whitey. Ah! Don't call Whitey. No. What's wrong with Whitey? Well, 
Nothing, really. It's just, you know, Whitey's just kind of like Mr. Special Ops now. And he's not interested in guys like me and you to get us seats. Nah, he won't forget us. Mm. I'll talk to him. All right. Hey, it says, a special ops luminosity source states that there will be no reuse special effects. All will be brand new. Brand new. See? See? Alvin, this is huge. Yes. And no. Oh, what? This says the spectacle is only scheduled to be a grade three. Are you kidding? Grade three? This should be like an 11. How ridiculous. Uh-huh. You know what? I think you're getting a, a little surly as time goes on. He will waive some of his divine prerogatives in order to become one of them for an undisclosed period of time. <gasps> He's becoming a people. That's what it says. <gasps> The only way to reestablish true community with the inhabitants of the planet with the people is for him to take their form. Can he do that? He is God. Well, I get that, that he is God, but I mean, will the Father let him do that? Look, it's his idea. Yeah, yes, 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 it is his idea. This calls for a coronation. A co wait, wait. A celebration! Celebration! No way. No way! No, what, 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 what? He's going through the birthing process. Uh, I, I thought only women did that. No, Harold, he's not going to give birth. He's going to be birthed as a baby people. Ooh, that sounds messy. Very. Huh, I don't know. A baby people, you say? Yeah. And we're not going to see it. No, we're not going to miss it. Wait a minute. We aren't a part of it. What? We'll never hear the end of it. Oh, I know that. I hate that about eternity. You never hear the end of anything. <laughs> I mean, but what are we going to do? Oh, oh, we could, we could weasel our way into the 5th Vocal Regiment. With your singing? Hmm, no. Um... Airborne's as tight as a drum. Tight. Hmm. Special Ops? Whitey. Probably the strangest angels you will ever meet, right? Alvin and Harold. Uh, but we're just having a little bit of fun to, to think about the wonder of the birth of Christ. Even, quote, the angelic beings, as well as people on this earth, when you think about the idea of God becoming flesh and dwelling amongst us, it's beyond our comprehension. We can't. In fact, if you were here last, uh, on Sunday, I talked about the word wonder and how we could take that word and kind of play with it a little bit differently. So, example, you can go and you're going to get a pizza and you're, you're going to wonder if they're going to put enough cheese on your pizza, right? Or you, maybe you wonder why. Why don't people use their turn signal when they're going to turn? Or you wonder why when you're in line at the grocery store, 10 items or less, you wonder why the person in front of you doesn't have the ability to count. And you're sitting there going, Ugh. But some of it could get a little bit more serious in our wonder with our question mark. I, re I remember 40 years ago. It was about 40 years ago. And I wondered if this young girl named Kristen would say yes to my proposal. And yet some more of the wondering gets a little bit more serious. Maybe you're sitting here today and you are wondering what 2020 is going to be like for you. Are you going to have the job that you, you've had for a while and there's rumors that maybe you're not? Or you're thinking about a relationship that you've been in for a long, long time and, and you're wondering, are we going to make it through 2020? Or maybe you went to the doctor and you had some tests done and you're wondering what the results of the tests are going to be. So I really get it that so often when we wonder, it's more of a question mark. It's, it's like an uncertainty. But today, we're going to talk about a different kind of wonder, a wonder that doesn't have a question mark, but a wonder that has 
an exclamation mark. But I have to admit, when we go into the Old Testament and we start looking at the story of how God wants to save mankind by being a people on this earth, it's amazing, isn't it? In fact, let's take a look at one of the prophecies that we have from Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14. Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel. Do you find that hard to believe? I mean, just think biologically speaking, it, it doesn't quite add up. And then you think about this whole human thing why would somebody who's up in the heavens, the glories of heaven, decide to come down to this earth where it's messy? And so there is a disconnect, and we do struggle with it. Well, let's go back to the story, and we're going to see this progression of this concept of God's salvation through this person named Jesus and how the shepherds started to get it. And I'm hoping, I'm going to give you a little hint here. I'm hoping we follow the shepherd's lead. I hope we look at what happened in their life, not only when they first heard, but what happened after they saw the birth of Jesus. All right, so let's go to the uh, place where they had a sense of wonder. Luke 2, an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were, and I'm going to use uh, another little translation, they had... Wonder slash fear. They were very concerned about what they heard. And I'm not even sure if terrified would capture that. You know, just think about this. They're in their fields watching their flock at night. And all of a sudden, a heavenly host appears to them. And they start hearing this story. No wonder it was a little bit shaking. I mean... Think about if we had some angels come and appear. And then they kind of start telling you the story of what's going to happen. And it is pretty, well, unearthing, right? Here we go. Luke 2, 9 to, um, uh, 2, 10 and 11. Do not be afraid. In other words, don't wonder with fear. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. So here is God using these angels to bring the message so that they can start to understand. Again, this is a really big concept. And the shepherds, being like you and me, we are finite human beings. And, and maybe, maybe I'll say it this way. I think it is pretty ridiculous for the finite to think that we can understand the infinite. The infinite God, powerful enough to make the heavens and the earth, being poured into a little baby. And if you, if you ever have given thought to it, I don't know about you, I come to this conclusion that says it just doesn't make sense. So what God does is he starts explaining it and showing it and revealing it like he did to the shepherds. And here we are today, Christmas Eve. Something about this day that causes you to come here in the middle of a week, all right? This is not even a regular Sunday service, but you're coming again. Now, maybe because of tradition, maybe it's because you're like me where I need to be reminded of how the infinite loves the finite. This God who is powerful, so powerful, and yet so personal. And that's what was happening with the shepherds. Up until this moment, they were good Jewish shepherds. They've heard the story of God's promise. He heard the Messiah is going to come. But as this infinite made this known to them, something happened in their life. And we go a little further in the story to verse 16. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. So they heard the concept. They make their way down to see this Jesus. And you could almost picture this moment of these 
pun intended, sheepish shepherds kind of coming down, still maybe a little bit terrified, still remembering what they had seen, and they come to this Christ child. And the scene, I mean, you could look at a nativity scene, but just picture this, Mary and Joseph and baby Jesus. And the, the concept of peace on earth, goodwill toward men, was all rolled up into this seven pound, two ounce, 21 inch baby. Who knows what the size was. But the Godhead, the deity, was poured into him. And the shepherds were in awe. But then what? We're told in verse 20, the shepherds returned glorifying God and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen. So something happened. Their life was turned upside down from shepherds out in the field just kind of doing their thing to shepherds that they, it seemed like they had a mission, a perspective, a change of heart, change of focus. And to glorify God and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen. Where are you and me in this journey? There are times, even in, in my life as a pastor now for 30-some years, where I, I think about this God becoming flesh and dwelling amongst us and doing all this stuff. It still doesn't make sense. And I'll even say this. There's some other things that try to get in the way of this wonder with an exclamation mark. You know, this picture hopefully grabs it for you, but just think about some of the things that we go through in life. Busyness and stress, fear and worry and chaos. I mean, we, we have so many things that bombard us. They really are enemies of the kind of wonder that God wants in our life. So what do we need to do? I think Jesus was getting to the heart of it when he was talking um, to the Pharisees, to the disciples. Uh, he was really recalibrating things. He goes like this in Matthew chapter 19. He said, let the little children come to me and do not hinder them, for the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. I find, I find that the people I talk to who struggle with the message of Christ and Christmas and Easter and all this are spending a little bit too much time intellectualizing all of this. Because I'm going to tell you, the finite mind will never understand the infinite. And I've sat down with the most brilliant people that I've ever met, and I could see them trying to grasp at this, and they just can't. And I think maybe that's what Jesus is getting at in the scripture, where this idea of, you know, come to me like a little child, trusting me, having the kind of faith that says, I don't get it, I don't understand all of it, but I'm going to believe you. And yet the enemies of wonder kind of come their way. They stand right in the way and want us to look at being terrified or being distracted. But like the psalmist in Psalm 40, it says, Many, Lord my God, are the wonders you have done, the things you have planned for us. None can compare with you. You know, and, and these psalmists have, in their own life, many times where, where they've had challenges, whether it was stress or busyness, just different than maybe what we have, but really the same. But the psalmist, when they get to that place of the childlike faith that says, okay, Lord, I don't get it, I don't understand it, but I do know many are your wonders. Many are your blessings. And then I think that we start transitioning to look at a very simple Bible verse, John 3, 16, I mean, you, you see it all around you. If you watch a sporting event, somebody's going to hold up a sign, John 3, 16. But the message of the wonder of God's grace and mercy. I mean, I love the verse, but perhaps the shortest word in there speaks the greatest volume. The word so. 
And I'll have to admit, I don't even understand the magnitude of his love. It's big, it's glorious, it's wondrous. But he so loved me, he so loved you, that God was willing to pull out all stops. He didn't want you to be separated from him for, forever. So he decided to send his son. And he was going to die so that we don't perish. In other words, be separated from him. So my encouragement for you and for me is that we become childlike. Have that childlike faith that says, okay, Daddy, I know you love me. I don't understand all of it, but I'm going to trust you. And I, I just want to give you an invite. If you're on a journey and you're wondering about some of these things, I get it. I think we get it here at 1C. I want to invite you to come. Whether it's me or anybody up here, we'll talk to you about this Jesus that is so real, so personal, so powerful, and who really gets it. And we'd love to talk to you about how and why putting your faith in him is life-changing. So that's my encouragement to you. So with that, I'm going to end with those two words that we get to say as Christians that really are, I think it's a defining moment for us. It's not just a cliche, but it's a statement. Because of God's love for us, because of what he did through his son at the cross and in the empty tomb, we can say those two words with absolute boldness. And those words are, Merry Christmas. Amen.
for the day when Jesus comes again. When we'll sing hallelujah at the top. God, we come before you. On this Christmas Eve, we celebrate your birth. We celebrate what it means for us today and tomorrow and for eternity. Your birth, your life, your death, your resurrection is our assurance today that you have done what we could not do. And we are in a we have a sense of awe and wonder in your grace and mercy. And we pray, Lord Jesus, that in our life we would trust you more and more every day. That we would find in you the peace that we so desperately need. The peace that this world cannot give. And then as a result of it, like the shepherds, may we go from here giving you praise and glory and honor in our lives and in our lips. Lord, thank you again for this day we celebrate for your love that has made a difference. And we pray all of this in the name of Jesus as we now pray together the prayer he taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ on the night when he was betrayed took bread and after he'd given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take and eat. This is my body which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. And in the same way also he took the cup after supper and after he had given thanks, he gave it to them saying, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament of my blood which is given and shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And as we prepare to receive this very precious meal that God gives to us, here at 1C, we believe that Jesus is present. We have bread and wine, but we also have the body and blood of Jesus for the forgiveness of sins, for the strengthening of our faith, and the reminder once again that he is with us always. So if this is your belief, we invite you. In fact, we encourage you to come and to receive this meal and if it's not your belief, we still invite you to come forward for a blessing as uh, we would take great delight in sharing that blessing with you. A couple other uh, parts to this. For those of you that need gluten-free, we do have that up here as well. And for non-alcoholic, we have that uh, option as well. Just let the servers know. Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Amen.
Now may this true body and blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ strengthen you and empower you for life, for ministry, and mission, all for the glory of God. Amen. We continue now with, um, I don't know if it's your tradition, it's my tradition, is to light the candles and sing Silent Night. And uh, I remember years ago it was explained to me why this tradition, and maybe, maybe you know this and and it'll be a reminder. But as we start, it's going to be dark. And that just is a reminder of our sin and the darkness of that sin and the desperation of that sin. But as the light comes into the world and it gets passed on, there is a bright light that takes care of this darkness. And that light is Jesus Christ. So my prayer for you and me as we take a moment and we light these candles, we sing this song, May we remember the magnitude of God's love for you and for me and for this world. Amen.
I share with you now the blessing from our Lord. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. And the Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen. You may extinguish your candles. We have one more song we're going to share together, but before so, just one announcement, not even an announcement, a thank you. Thank you for coming. Thank you for coming to celebrate the birth of Christ and what that means for you, for me, and for this world. And I just want to tell you this, if you don't have a church home, we'd love to be your church home. So give us a call. We'd love to talk to you about Jesus and life with Jesus. And uh, give you a little heads up, next week we start a new series and it's all about how to be a neighbor. I don't know about you. I don't know all my neighbors yet. Um, and I think it's important as we get to know our neighbors and all kinds of neighbors. That'll give you a little hint of what we're going to talk about. Again, blessings to you. And I want to invite you to stand as we share the last song. this Christmas I'm gonna say a little prayer I'm gonna stop here for a moment till the moment disappears 
World's in a hurry this December With city streets and shopping malls I wish we could slow down and remember The meaning of it all Wherever you are Cherish the moments and the ones that you love. Make sure they know it. Don't miss it. The heart of Christmas. Let's make it feel the way it used to. Let's find the wonder of a child You can see the magic all around you Come on in, open up your eyes You can find it in the warm embrace of your family Or calling up a long lost friend You can even find it in the eyes of a stranger When you reach out a helping hand this Christmas I'm gonna say a little prayer wherever you are no matter how far come back to the heart the heart of Christmas live while you can cherish the moments and the ones that you love Go in peace. Serve the Lord. Wherever you are.